Putin Bradvast. Hello, can you hear me? I do. How is my favorite quarantine German guy doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good. Uh, it's It hasn't been a long time. We just heard each other. And we're back yeah, you, you should for say more. That. It's like uh, behind the scenes secrets. Yes. Um, well, uh, yeah, well, we recorded yesterday and uh, today is Sunday, the 22nd, and we're already back at it. And um, uh, this is this is a special episode. And since I think that you are way more of a nerd when it comes to what we're doing today than I am, I, I would <laughs> like uh, to give you the opportunity to say what um, the theme of this episode and what we're going to talk about. I'm not, I don't know if I'm more of a nerd than you are, but I know both of us are a massive fan of one thing, and it's that's music. We're both uh, music lovers, right? Yep. And that's I think that's how the again it's been years, right, since we've, we've met, but uh, I think it's one of the things we bounded on, right? Oh, definitely, yeah. So music today's a special episode. We want to talk about our 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 history with music, favorite bands, favorite songs, favorite concerts. And um, if we, we both play music, or uh, on an amateur level, of course, but we both play music too, so uh, we thought maybe sharing with you guys uh, favorite bands and everything could be could be fun. And uh, we also are going to learn about each other because I don't know all your favorite bands at all. So I'm quite curious to hear what you're going to say. So yeah, yeah. Oh, like um, first of all, uh, one thing I, I always forget to say, uh, and uh, I need to apologize to all our listeners. I know mm. that my sound quality is not as good as I as I, as it should be, and I'm constantly working on it. I'm sorry. I'm I'm hearing it. I I heard some complaints from other people. Uh, I'm working on it. It's, uh, it uh, turns out it's way more difficult to do that if you have to record from a phone and you can't right. use. Um, you can't use your computer, but I'm working on it. Especially now, this is the music episode. Um, we're trying to make it sound better. And also, um, we have a, a playlist for you on Spotify, don't we? We do. It's called Putin Bradwurst uh, as the podcast, same name. And at the end of the episode, you'll be able to find six songs on there. So three recommendations from Simon and three from me. So uh, please, if, if you're curious, uh, please go uh, listen to it and share your you comments should, with yeah. us. So um, uh, to start from it, uh, yeah, you wanna you wanna give us like your um, a, a little bit of your musical history, how you started, like what mu instruments do you play, and uh, right. how you got started in that, and, and all that kind of stuff. Of course, uh, it's uh, it's a long story, but I'll try to make it short. Uh, so my dad is a big massive. It's a big big uh, music fan too, um, and I was I guess lucky enough that he didn't like children's stuff too much. And when I was young, we traveled a lot by car because we were living in a remote area, mm -hmm. and he would not want to listen to children music in the car because he doesn't like it. That he doesn't want. He didn't want to make the sacrifice. So <laughs> we grew up. Uh, listening to his music. Uh, oh, that's cool. As, as far as I can remember, um, I was in the backseat of the car listening to his favorite bands and I would ask him what those songs were about and what was going on. And he would tell me stories uh, which are not true. They have nothing to do. My father barely speaks English. Oh, he speaks English, but like, he doesn't care about the lyrics at all. But he would tell me, oh, this is a song about knights getting ready for a fight or this is a song about... Uh, temples or this is a song about farm animals and it had nothing to do with the songs but <laughs> all him saying that to me would make me very curious and oh, i think nice. as as far as i can remember i i saw music as a great medium because of it mm -hmm. because you can appropriate yourself the song and it takes you to places right it uh makes you travel makes you feel things and uh um and as, because i couldn't understand the lyrics because most of what my father was listening to was uh English music from the UK or the US. Um, I early on accepted the fact that lyrics didn't matter too much to me. That's something we'll probably discuss later on because I know you have a different take on that. Yeah. But um, so for me, music is really the medium of uh, traveling uh, with, with the songs. So the songs will connect with you or they don't. And if they do, well, they're going to make me feel things, bring me to places. And I very much appreciate it. And the first band my dad uh, introduced me to was the Beatles. Oh, wow. Classic. 
Yeah, so my dad is a massive Beatles fan, uh, all the albums, and he always tells me still to this day that I could, I could know who was singing every song. He would ask me like, "Oh, is it Paul or is it John or is, is it George?" And I would know. I always write. I was, uh, I was a fan too. And my dad was also listening to a lot of Pink Floyd, also classic. Nice. Nice. Um, a lot of um, Alan Parsons Project. I don't know if you know that band. It's not I, I don't know that. So he's the guy, Alan Person was the technician uh, who worked on the Dark Side of the Moon. He was mm-hmm. a technician on Dark Side of the Moon from Pink Floyd. And um, I think it's 77 or 76, he created his own band with his friend, uh, Eric Wilson. And they, they, they created this like prog-ish, uh, pop-ish band. And uh, my dad is an incredible fan. But all, the last band I want to mention from that era of my life is Supertramp. Uh, I don't know if you know Supertramp. But, um, I, I think I know them, yeah. So uh, also a uh, very jolly music, and my dad would tell me it was songs about prisoners because there was a prison thing on one of the album covers. I had nothing to do, right? Oh. And, and I, I, would, I would I would just be in the back of my car imagining like prisoners, I don't know, fighting or just writing their life on a toilet paper roll. I don't know. It was just very, it was just made me very uh, create thinking. It, it teached me how to think creatively, I think, and through art. So and, yeah. and it's so beautiful that you you even though you don't understand the lyrics, you can just picture something in music and in songs, and it gives you these it gives you these great stories that kind of make sense due to the music. And I think that's really beautiful, lovely story about that. Right, and so that's my upbringing. I'd say, and it evolved a lot through time. But this is my my, my introduction to music. What about yours? Uh, it's difficult to say that, like. Um, my dad is, I think my dad and your dad are probably the same generation, um, just hearing from the, the songs your, your dad right. likes. But my dad isn't as passionate about music as, um, as I am, or um, I think in my family, no one is. Um, for me, uh, I remember listening to really German folk music, uh, no, not folk, like the, the shitty, the shitty uh, uh, we have like in Germany, we have a style where, where it's... Um, People sit in a beer tent and they they listen to to some some uh, people singing songs with simple lyrics and very simple music style. And my uncle used to have these as CDs, and he played those very old songs and really stupid lyrics. Like if you listen to them today, you're like what the fuck? Because they're actually quite sexual. Um, but um, I, I listened to that kind of music and started you know singing as a kid with that. And I, I grew up with, uh, I, I kind of liked uh, all this weird kind of music where you, um, where you, well, uh, would, that that have lyrics. Like always, the lyrics have been very important to me, especially if it was funny lyrics or so. That was always important. But I, I never really had this connection with my parents because my my mom, she she likes radio mu- music. And um, which is something in many ways, uh, many times I I absolutely hate and um, despise. So um, so that I couldn't really relate to that. And and my dad is really he has these old songs that bring back memories, but he's not as passionate about them as as I am, for instance, about the music I like. But for me, um, I started um, getting guitar lessons when I was in second or first grade. I got guitar lessons with a friend and just playing acoustic guitar and and it was really really uh, shitty like i was i was so bad at it I, um the other guy who was in there he was a natural talent with the guitar and i was really the bad one and we had a teacher who always showed me that she thinks i'm not really good at this and she thinks i have zero talent at it so um even though i liked the guitar i liked the sounds i didn't do anything for it it totally discouraged me and um, especially because that other guy was like, he took a guitar and and it just sounded nice. And I took a guitar and it felt like, you know, I had a I had a hand drill in my hand and I'm, I'm trying to, to drill holes in the air or something like that. So it was really not good. Um, but but that developed when um, uh, when I um, when I found out that uh, you can add singing to it. So I was in summer school in the U.S. and I. And there were, were people from all around uh, the world and uh, they, they, especially people from Southern America who were just uh, having, who also, as I did, brought their guitar and um, and played outside and they sang with it and they didn't feel ashamed. Like 
uh, in Germany, we have sometimes if you come from narrow-minded uh, place, which is where I was from, like a small town, um, making music and and singing is something that needs a lot of courage, and it's and you get weird looks at it at first if you're not if you don't do it uh, and be super comfortable with it and super confident, which I wasn't uh, until that point. And so when I went there and I saw all these guys, even though they weren't the greatest singers, just jamming out and having a great time and, and actually seeing that other people got attracted to that and just sang along and it was really a people's magnet that totally changed my mind and my and my way of thinking and and i and ever since that point it really changed the way i played music because i i just started playing i never really uh, uh, played again without singing to it so that was a big thing for me and it uh it changed a lot so but before I continue with that, I wanted to ask you, you play music instruments too, right? It's funny because we have a similar story for guitar in our life. Uh, I also took lessons when I was, I don't know, uh, maybe eight, nine years old. I don't know, something like that. Yeah. And I hated it. I really hated it. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a very disciplined person uh, and I had to practice every day. And I, I wanted to see my friends, uh, hang out with my buddies, play video games, you know. So yeah. I think to stop what I had to do to play 30 minutes a day was was too much for me. And just learning how to read the the the, 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 the songs and learning songs I didn't care about. Um, it was way yeah, too exactly. uh, ther theoretical for me. So I was not yeah. into it. I thought I could express myself with it. I was just learning shit. I was yeah. not. I, I didn't have a good time at all. So I stopped pretty early. My guitar was in this case in my room for until I hit high school. Um, Wow. And I was so into music at this point. Um, I was a massive fan of many bands. And I had uh, friends, my, my good buddies at high school, um, were also a big music fan. And we just decided to experiment. Um, just we, on during lunch breaks, we, we had access to the music classroom. And we would mm -hmm. just rent like a little practice room. We'll be like three, four guys packed in there with guitars and bass and whatever percussion we could get and just experiment, you know? and just trying to write music even though nobody knew how to use the instruments uh it was a great very good uh creative process uh, uh learning oh, to work so in cool. team yeah but also communicate your your feelings and what you have in mind through an instrument you don't know about and just naturally i enjoyed the process too much and i i started playing my guitar um for fun without any you don't have to practice 30 minutes but naturally i was playing maybe 15 you know just for the fun of it and I got my first job when I was 14, I think, just to buy myself an electric guitar because my parents didn't want to buy me one because they're like, oh, we bought you one before. You didn't play it. So if you want yeah. one, you better work for it. <laughs> fair, fair enough. You know, it's fair. Yeah. So my first job, listen to this. Okay. I was working in my high school during weekends. I was painting, you know, when you have a wall, like at the bottom of the wall, there's that little wooden thing, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So my job was to repaint all of these for the whole school. Wow. <laughs> so I spent my day on my side, on the ground, on the dusty, disgusting ground of an high school, oh painting, painting these things with a little roll and then a little brush. And that's it. So I did that. Minimum salary was probably like $8 and at like uh, 5 euros an hour back then. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I, played my, I bought my first electric guitar with this, uh, my first amp too. And there it started i never start i've never stopped playing guitar ever since so that's how my musical um history is i also play drums um i love playing drums and i also play i played saxophone for five years in high school i miss it dearly i hope one day i'll be, be able to afford myself one. Oh, i, I didn't um, know you played the saxophone i did and i was in the, the orchestra thingy in high school loved it nice I, if I ever have children, I will always encourage them to do so. It was one of the best experiences I had in high school. Um, nice. Saxophone was great. And I also learned music theory through an instrument because I always mm -hmm. felt guitar was more of a people's instrument. And it's I always think it was cooler and more natural to learn it by yourself. Yeah. Uh, while saxophone, I thought you need you need to learn properly, right? It's more, it's more complex yeah, instrument and everything. Yeah. I played the flute for a while. I have a flute too. Um, I, I, I started to learn... Uh, when I moved here in the, the Ottawa region, but I, for some reason I just stopped. So I, just, I need to pick it up again. I really like the flute. Um, yeah. So that's pretty much my, uh, I have a bass too, but I rarely play it, but uh, yeah. So, 
for the bands you had or the band you had with your friends uh, yeah. today? What what was the name of the band? So the first band we had uh, was uh, we were called uh, Azur, which is like blue, I guess. Oh, mm -hmm. Then we then we kind of some people left, whatever, and we had a trio, instrumental music, uh, bass, drum, guitar, and we went to play uh, shows in like competitions. We we had a song written um, where I was improvising a guitar solo and everything. Um, oh. uh, we were called the Crimson Army, named after the band the King Crimson, Crimson Army. Yeah. Oh people, yeah. You know? mm -hmm. Since we were into Prague and everything, we thought we could we should be named like the descendant of the King Crimson, which is the first Prague. <laughs> right? um, yeah, that's pretty much the bands I had ever since I've been playing on my own. Uh, so yeah. What about you? Do you oh. have any bands? I did have a band and uh, during high school we were called uh, the Zauber Barbies, which is like uh, the the magic Barbie dolls or something like that. It's a super gay name. Like um, <laughs> this one, actually, um, this one guy in my in my um, high school, uh, I was thinking about band names and he was like mocking me for having a band, like you know, giving me shit names. And then he said Zauber Barbies, which is really like the most ridiculous name you can have for a band. And and I figured. Well, actually, this is funny. Like, this is—we're probably not going to be the best band on earth, but we could be the band with the shittiest fucking name. So that's why we we took that name. It was a lot of fun. Unfortunately, we had to stop after high school. And um, and next time I I had a concert was uh, was uh, when I was uh, performing at my dad's 60th birthday. Oh. And I don't want to go too much into detail, but it was the worst fucking thing, uh, concert thing I ever had in oh. my life. It was so shitty. Like, why? Um, well, I kind of got forced into it because I, I, you know, I. The thing is, I, I hate it when people, when people um, push their music and their singing on other people. I just hate same, it. If, same, if you, same thing. If you tell me, hey Simon, you want to play some tunes? We would like you to to sing a song for us. I'm the happiest person in the world, and I'm gonna give it my all. But mm -hmm. if you don't do that, I'm gonna shut the fuck up because I don't want to bother you with it. Yeah, I try and the same thing. It's funny because like my friends, most of my friends never listen to my songs. They're like, why don't we never play them? Or well, we never ask for it. I'm not gonna be like, okay, sit there. I'm gonna play my songs for you. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And and but, my dad, he wanted me to play there, and I knew, you know, it's just, you you only turn 60 once, so I I figured, okay, I'm gonna do it. But if I do it, I'm not gonna just stand there and play Wonderwall. I am gonna write my own songs and I'm gonna write them about him. And I don't didn't want to be like only a kiss ass to say like yeah you're the greatest dad in the world, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. just you know I'm, I'm just not that kind of person. Right. Um, I wanted to have one song like that, but I also wanted to you know mock him a little bit and, and be of a little course. funny, you know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I did that, and and he he totally didn't get the jokes. It was like the for him it was really like I was insulting him, like I was trying to oh. kill him on stage. That's that's the feeling he got, and the oh, whole party. No. The whole party shifted sideways on that moment. It was horrible. I was standing there and had like I had like three songs in total, or maybe even four. And two of them were kind of mocking him and kind of making fun of him. And one was was like the sincere one. And after the first song, I realized this is not going the way it, I, it was planned. My dad is not getting the jokes. He thinks <laughs> I'm trying to besmirch his character right here. And, but I knew, you know, I had to continue because I, I eventually the last song was going to save the day and him being right. like, oh, well, oh, okay. And now I get it. So I did the second one. And by that moment, like I didn't even get a clap. It was dead silent. And, you know, oh, no. imagine standing there in front of your family, in front, of, in front of colleagues of his, really, really horrible. And everybody being like, what the fuck is going on right there? And, <laughs> and even even the last song he didn't get, he, he was he was so full of anger and disappointment that he wasn't able to listen to it uh, properly. And. It, it just it just went to the shitter right there. My mom cried and left it left. The party. Are you my serious? Sister, I'm serious. My sister left. My my stupid fucking aunts, like my dad's sisters, um, they uh, they went uh, ran in front of the microphone and why I was packing my guitar full of shame and full of embarrassment. They were running towards uh, the microphone and said, "Oh, I'm so hurt seeing my poor poor brother right there." And you know, and I was like, "I don't give a fucking shit about you, stupid." And, uh, I hope they're not listening. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't care. I haven't spoken to them ever since. To be honest, <laughs> when was that? Like, 
that was uh, five years ago. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, so it's it's really like this blew a, a big hole in in my family and my dad's side of the family. I don't want to go too much into detail here. <laughs> Let's just say it was the worst <laughs> concert you can ever play, and it's it was supposed to be so good, but uh, you know. So it was it was really really shitty. Anyways, nowadays, unfortunately, I I really miss playing. But the thing is, now oh. that I live in in Hamburg and I live in a in a in an apartment, I feel very uncomfortable playing because yes. I don't want um I don't want to annoy my neighbors because <laughs> if I play loud and sing, you know it's it's not the same. And this is this is very sad. And I I I feel like I need to look for people who want to play with me. But it's just not as easy as it was when you were in school and you just of naturally course. knew people. Yep, I agree with you. Same here. Absolutely the same. Uh, I met, I have a very good friend of mine who's a professional musician. He's a jazz bassist. Oh, wow. uh, great, great uh, musician. And um, he, he always tells me that he wants me to play live. He wants to be my, my producer and he wants us to record my songs into an album. But it's you so should. much easier. I, I probably should, but it's so much easier said than done. It's, the, it's so hard to... You better have a place to practice with a band. You need yeah. a place for a drum set. You know that's something. It's uh, you need a special place for that. And my friends are now all scattered across the province. So, yeah, I get. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, very hard. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, you want to give us your first song for the list? Well, I wanted to. So I, we didn't get there, but my first recommendation was from a musician we both like and one that changed my life forever. You can probably guess who he is at this point, but uh, I wanted to recommend a song from Buckethead. Oh, um, nice. Buckethead is uh, definitely uh, one of the, the greatest, in my opinion, the greatest guitarist, guitarist the world has ever known. Is saw he Canadian? Like, he's not. He's not. He's from California. Oh, okay. I uh, saw him live three times. I'm very lucky. I know. Uh, and um, <laughs> I, the song, the song that I wanted to to to, to share is the song that uh, made me love the artist. As many people, it's not the most original pick, but I thought uh, "Suitsayer" was the song. People oh should, yes, people yeah. should listen to the song if they're not. They don't know the artist, and they're if people are like, "Yeah, instrumental music. I don't know about this." You know, uh, I feel like you need lyric. Absolutely. Well, I invite yeah. them to listen to that song and tell me if they still believe that afterward. Yes, it's it 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 really blows your mind that song. I, uh -huh. I I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And what about what is yours? Um, my first song is by Fleet Foxes. It's called nice. "The Shrine Slash An Argument" from their oh. album Helplessness Blues. It's such is, a good album. Great album. It's an amazing album, and yeah. the whole you you can basically listen to the whole album, and and it just brings you to a different place. It's um it's so beautiful. It's it's calm, but it also has this energy and. And the stories he tells about youth and about um, the beauty of life, it's amazing. And that the the shrine and argument is, I think it's a little more than eight minutes long. Yep. Just listen to the song, close your eyes and, and let the music paint a picture in your head. It's it's beautiful. It's my favorite album of the last decade, for sure. Great, great album. One Highly recommend yeah. it. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right. We'll catch you in the next take. Yep. See you then. If I get corona, I get corona. At the end of the day, I'm not going to let it stop me from partying. You know, I've been waiting. We've been waiting for Miami spring break for a while. About two months we've had this trip planned. Two, three months. So we're just out here having a good time. Whatever happens, happens. Like, it's really messing up with my spring break. What is there to do here other than go to the bars or the beach and they're closing all of it? It's really messing up. Yeah, I mean, we planned this a long time ago and it was kind of up in the air if we still go. But, like, we're here. I just turned 21 this year, so I'm here to party. So it's kind of disappointing. Morning, but we're just making the most of it. We met these other people in our little Airbnb spot, so we're just hanging out with them and trying to get drunk before everything closes. I mean, it sucks, but we're gonna make the best we're of it. Enjoying we're enjoying ourselves. Now. It sucks, and I'm from New Orleans, so this really sucks. However, we're gonna enjoy ourselves. We having day parties all day. It's my birthday, St. Patrick's Day. We're just trying to roll with the boy. We're just living for the moment. We're just going for, we're just going to do what happens, when it happens. When stuff closes, we're going to do it when it closes. But uh, uh, besides that, we're just trying to have the best trip we can. Yeah. Hello and welcome back to the music episode of Poutine Bratwurst. Mm-hmm. Now, um, we already spoke about um, our beginnings of, of listening to music and our right. history and, and playing music. Now, I, I would like to use this take and, and speak a little bit about 
are listening to music. So um, how that maybe has changed over the time and uh, what we like to listen now. Maybe if we had some weird music we like to listen to or still listening to. So you already gave us an um, an introduction on that with um, with the stories about you and your dad listening to songs. Um, yep. How has that changed? How, how did your music listening um, um, habits uh, develop over the years? It's uh, it's hard to trace back, honestly. Uh, I, I now listen to so many things, like so many genres. Uh, there's only a handful of genres I'm still not into too much, but most genres I at least have a favorite band or something. Yeah. Uh, one thing I know is um, um, listening to Black Sabbath was changed my life forever. Um, when I discovered that music could be this heavy. Um, And, um, like, I'm not a big metal head or anything. I like metal. I like a lot of metal bands, but, um, on that front, I know Black Sabbath introduced me to a whole new world of, um, heaviness, you know, and ambience, yeah. something that could be heavy or dark and stuff like that. And I think like many genres, it's slowly evolved, uh, starting with Black Sabbath. Then you go to the classic heavy metal bands and then you just keep pushing. And now I listen to a lot of weird metal bands, but, uh, um, But it's also just you take a genre and you see where it's coming from and it makes you discover new things. Um, it's just how some songs from certain bands sound a certain way. And you're like, what is this? It sounds strange. I'm, what is this genre? And you talk with your friends, you look online and, oh, this is funk, for example. Well, I don't do funk too much. Let's let's dive in. And you just discover a few bands. First thing you know, you're in love with the genre. And that's how my... my um, Music tastes kind of evolved, I think. Uh, mm -hmm. Bands that, that had certain songs different or uh, similar artists. On, 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 you just go on Wikipedia. I know I, knew I discovered a lot of bands through Wikipedia back then. Wow. And, and uh, similar or similar acts or stuff like that. And you look up and just link from links from links and you discover bands. Or uh, on YouTube, there's a lot of like uh, radio stations or live music things that discover more modern bands. And there's so many ways, I think, my taste had expanded but yeah nowadays i listen to a lot of different things um what about you how how did you well how did um, you evolve? i i i just want to want to mention that it's i think it's really interesting you and i are very similar in that i mean i knew that before but i'm i'm just saying it here again that you and i are similar in the way that it's not really just this listening on the side where um As, as many people do, like I, I, I think most of my family is that way. They they just listen to something and they're like, oh, that's nice. And that's yeah. it. Whereas mm -hmm. you and I uh, are really more following that. I mean, there, there's not, don't, to listeners, don't get, get me wrong. Like, I know there are many people like that. Um, but I just, uh, that's just something that connects you and I, I guess. Because mm. for me, um, as I mentioned as well, like it started with a, a little bit on the side listening to something. And then when, when I went to fifth grade, which is when you go to the high school thing in Germany, um, I, met a, I met a guy and he had an older brother and they were listening to German punk rock music. Mm. And this, it was like, it was like the, the music that, I, I was, that my life was missing until that point was finally brought to me. It's like I knew when I heard the first song, I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I like. Because it brought together weird funny and heavy lyrics plus um very energetic styles of music and 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 and, and guitar playing that i always liked and uh, and so i and and punk rock music really it changed me in such a heavy way i uh, that i um, ended up in eighth grade to um, uh, um shave my head and into a mohawk and dye my hair and wear like uh, crazy ripped clothes and all that kind of stuff so I, because I wanted to look like the music that was just such a huge part of my life. I was addicted to punk rock in the craziest way. And um, so that was, that was one thing. Like I didn't really explore many other, like, of course, I, from German punk rock, you, you get to, to American punk rock, a British punk rock and all that kind of stuff. But I, I pretty much stayed in the same genre for a long time. Mm. And, um, and, and when I, when I was in the punk phase and I found out that all my friends were kind of avoiding me because of my looks, because, you know, eighth grade is like this critical phase where people, you know, boys start to kind of look into, uh, are into girls and they want to look yeah. cool. 
and I was the one who came looking like a fucking clown in eighth grade <laughs> while while everyone else was like every other one else of the boys was starting to to care for what the way they dress and you know and trying to speak to girls and and I just looked like a freak so and that was like and I and I noticed a change in in how people perceive me and and so it it that kind of broke my uh my commitment to punk rock because I, I, at a certain point I was like, it's kind of not worth it. And I, I have to say, I gave in a little bit to that. Um, and, and, and stop. Um, I never really stopped listening, but it, it gave like a little break and it, and it opened me up to other types of music because I felt like, okay, this is not like, I love the music, but I'm not actually willing to put pay, uh, um, do the commitment and actually like live on the streets and binge drink at uh, at uh, <laughs> 12 a.m or something you know on the uh, outside outside of the the main train station like i'm not gonna i'm not that type of person so Sorry, punk music also came to me uh, through well my brother not my friend's brother but my brother was a massive punk fan and i was listening to that around the same time as you i guess um when i was like 14 15 16 it was my big punk era mm-hmm. um but I was more into the British scene, I'd say. But yeah, ah. a lot of love punk too. So, and um, did you want to say something else on the topic, or because I had a question for um, you regarding um, language and music? But please, please. Well, um, yeah, like uh, uh, things changed, and and, and I, I did like the weirdest jump uh, because after after being so much into punk rock, I actually, and I'm I'm a little bit ashamed of of, of um, saying that, but it's the truth. I actually uh, started liking Justin Bieber. Um, after I was into punk rock, like, wow. uh, it was because, you know, that was like the phase when I, when I started, um, playing guitar uh, in front of other people, like in summer school, as I said, in the last take. And I found out that first of all, Justin Bieber is like, uh, um, the, his songs are e- extremely popular among girls. Uh, and second of all, they're very easy to play. So, and to sing, well, if you, because my voice was pretty high at that point. So I could just sing that the, his songs and, and I knew that girls would like it way more than if I sang like a German punk rock song about binge drinking beer and vomiting on your grandpa or something like that. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. so that's, that's why I, why my, my, what I listened to kind of adjusted, um, the purpose of playing in front of other people mm-hmm. and them and, um and well actually you know making me more attractive which is kind of selfish but i think uh, for a 40 15 year old you you wanna you wanna be popular you know mm-hmm. yeah and, and today um it's thanks to spotify it's really mixed i'm i'm listening to a lot of punk rock uh, still but i'm also listening to jazz hip hop uh, i recently found uh, japanese music oh, first mm-hmm. of all for my face but then um then also for um, because I just liked it and it, it reminded me of the country I love so much. But it also um, it's just a nice style of music. So um, yeah, today I feel like I listen. I'm listening to many things. But one thing I we have to speak about is that um, when I met you uh, and one of the first questions you asked me when we were in uh, we met each other in South Korea. Oh, I'm so clumsy. I've heard you ask that question for. Uh, like to almost every German you meet. Oh, yes. You're you're with me. Uh And uh, the question was like, do you know Cloudlock? Yes. So um, before, because I I didn't know what it was before you told me, so I would like you to explain to the audience what it is, how you got to it, and what you like about it. Right, so uh, something I, I, I like. Uh, I don't. I didn't. I didn't think it was like uh, interesting to talk in this 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 podcast. But I'm really oh, into definitely. experiment experimental stuff, uh, art. I, I I'm really really into experimental stuff. And every time I'm listening to a band, I'm, I want to listen to new things. Like uh, if you if a band sounds like another band, I'm not interested. Basically, I want something new. You know, I want something fresh. And uh, a friend of mine, I remember once. Uh, the, again, it's my bassist friend. I plays jazz. Actually, he's the same guy. Uh, he said, "Do you know the band Can?" Um, and I was, and I'm still into prog, progressive rock. It's still my favorite genre to this day. For for all my life, it has been. And I said, "No, I don't know Can." It's like, oh, it's, it's some German band with a Japanese singer, and it, like, he sounds like he's on the list and everything. And you might be into that. I'm like, what a weird description. And why would I like that? Okay. 
So I looked into it and I absolutely fell in love with the band Can. And <laughs> it's such a great band. It's so strange. It's so unique. Love, love it. I don't know many people who are into it. I've tried to make it listen to, to people all my life, but never worked out. Um, and uh, yeah, just looked into it. Who are they? What, what is this about? And I discovered this whole scene um, that happens in the um, late 60s to, um, I'd say, late 70s in, in, in uh, Germany. And um, I was so fascinated by it because it's one of the rare cases of music that has been trying to start from scratch. You know, they would just want to know in foreign influence. They wanted to make, create a German sound uh, because they were, and I, I might be wrong in, um, from the documentaries I watched, basically, these are the youth, the post-war youth that uh, were raised in a culture where being, doing German things was not seen as very positive. And all, all the German brands were just trying to do what the British were doing, basically. And these youth that were like rebels were like, yeah, screw that, you know, we want to have our own sound and uh, we have nothing to do with how it happened anyway. So like, let's just make our own thing and be proud of it, basically. And they just went so many directions uh, and they created so many things and uh, they influenced so many bands. It's just such a creative thought process and it's just a cool thing with weird people doing weird things that didn't (laughs) care at all if it would be... They just created for the sake of creating and i love it i i love many bands from that uh that uh, era and that genre and i've never met a single german person who knows about Talk, which is just sad i think it's um you should be proud of that you know i i think like um yeah this is really if you haven't listened to it you should definitely check it out google it and or go into youtube and, and listen to some of it it's really it is very special music um right i, I personally i have to say i don't like it Right, uh, but I, um, but I, I, I do totally respect the creative process behind it and and what they wanted to achieve. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, this is this is one like you are the only person I know who likes <laughs> that kind of music. Yeah. and um, and I have to say, from all of my friends and everyone I know, you have the weirdest taste in music, and I don't mean this disrespectful. I mean this like as a compliment, actually. Like you are. <laughs> able to you 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 you're able to see beauty in so many types of music that other people including myself wouldn't and it this you know you you see behind that like you i think you're one of the persons who who sees the art behind music way stronger than than many other people do well it's a very kind thing to say thank you but i yeah, don't know I, I don't know why it's like this though i i, I don't know but yeah, I see. I, I, I try to understand the creator's uh, intent, I guess, uh, what they were going for, what are trying to express themselves. Like, I love experimental noise music from Japan. You're talking about uh, Japanese music not too long ago. Yeah. There's great bands there. I mean, one of them, my favorite musician of all time, Yoshimi uh, Peewee, that's her music artist name. I have, a, I have mm-hmm. a framed picture of her in my room, and she's doing tribal music. So they're like a bunch of girls shouting and playing like drums and stuff like that i think it's so cool and i was listening to like an interview of her saying how she came up with this by listening to um frogs singing in her backyard when she was young <laughs> and she was trying to recreate the the frogness i, th- I think it's so cool <laughs> there's something so beautiful about this because it's so tr- it's so like it brings back music to what it was supposed to be i feel like just a mode of expression and sharing with your your peers you know I think we kind of lost that 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 goal of music, recreating your environment, just sharing your feelings, and yeah. So what that makes me curious. What what do you think about the the music inter- industry and and what kinds of music is is being you know uh, pushed? What what where's a big budget behind that? What do you what do you mm. think about all of that? I think there's always good things coming out of. Even pop, there's always. It's not because it's pop that it's evil. Uh, I used to think that when I was like 14, but I, I don't think it, it. I don't think like that anymore. Um, to me, it's all about does the song does music connect with you or it doesn't. If mm-hmm. it does for you and it doesn't for me, who am I to tell you anyway? But of course, uh, to me, for example, I like. I, I I think you like Drake, right? I well, not not his recent work, but the older ones, yeah. So this whole like uh, little drum and people talking over it, and for me it's it's too minimal. There's no uh, emotion vector going there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care what he has to say. So um, like just a voice, a little drum behind is not enough to provide me with any emotions. 
So the music yeah. doesn't doesn't do anything for me. That's 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 my that's where I draw the line. Does does it make me feel something? Yes, no. If it does, what does it make me feel? And do I enjoy feeling this? Um, I like I I love the band Death, right? It's a death metal band from from Florida. And it's very violent. What does it make me feel? It makes me want to punch a baby in the face. But that's cool sometimes. <laughs> it's it's fine sometimes to feel like that, you know. It's all right, but it's a feeling. It provides me with something. Uh, while if I listen to to again Buckethead, it is most like calm stuff. It it makes me feel floaty and relaxed, and it's all about feelings to me. And the pop music yeah. cannot it can provide you feelings. I remember when the Daft Punk came up with uh, Random Access Memories. I was blown mm-hmm. away by the. I thought it was genius, you know, and I, it's as pop as it gets. But I thought it was conveying feelings of leaving freely enjoying your time uh youth nostalgia so many things together and so i don't think because it's pop is shit basically what's your take on it yeah um well i think i i think i think so too like if you you listen to a song and it gives you an emotion and it can be an uncomfortable one of course i think then i think it's it's great because you well you're just listening to something and it makes you feel like um if i want to be really depressed I have a couple of songs in my head that are probably going to make me cry if I keep on listening to them. Mm-hmm. And if I want to be super happy and, and and empower my happiness and my my feeling, then I also have songs for that. And if I want to be if I'm angry and I want to punch as you said a baby in the face, right. then I have songs that give me that that fire my hate and my anger. I think that's amazing. When it comes to pop music and and the the radio music, I have a problem where when when they keep on playing the same shitty oh, songs yeah. that all sound the same, yeah. and I feel like many people who who don't have the opportunity to go on Spotify, especially older people or people who you know who just aren't that eager to find out more, they most likely are not gonna find songs even uh, like really weird um, conceptual stuff like like crowd rocker stuff. They mm. they won't find it if. Um, if the radio doesn't play it because they just turn and tune in the radio and all they hear is the same three, four, five artists. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You play the same shitty songs and you, sometimes you don't even can't, you can't even distinguish who they, Mm -hmm. who's singing the song right now because it's all the fucking same. So generic. Yeah. Yeah. It's so generic. And I think, um, if I, I wish that if that they would mix it up a little more, it's for me, the passion you have for experimental music and all that stuff is a passion I have in music, in movies. Mm. And I, and I feel like, um, it's, it's very similar to that. So I try and support movie theaters that play, uh, that show movies that are, um, art house and, and edgier and, you know, have nice. a uh, smaller budget because I feel like these are the ones you should support. You shouldn't support fast and furious. 100 they don't or the new them. marvel movies yeah they don't you need also <laughs> yeah. so you know so yeah. that that's my take but of course i mean yeah. billy billy eilish made a, an amazing pop record last year mm. um and so so there's always something great coming from that as well it's just um sometimes you you have to wait or you dig for yourself and, and do it like you do and uh and find music. So um, to finish off this take, um, what's what's your second song for the playlist? Well, I had a, a, a song in mind, but our discussion didn't bring us there at all. So I think maybe, what, what do you think? Should I should I share the Japanese treble music band or Krautrock? What do you think I should share? I I think you should do Krautrock because I think many people right. are... Curious um, now. Um, yeah. Okay, so I'll share the song that uh, did it all for me is the song Paper House by Ken. Uh, it's a song I showed you back uh, back then. I remember being in my room, in uh, in in our dorm in Seoul, and listening to this with you. I, I see it in front of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Paper House by Can. Maybe it will do nothing like it did for Simon. <laughs> Maybe it will do something big like it did for me. Who knows? But please tell us. It 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 uh, it made me remember the moment because I felt like what what he <laughs> likes that kind of stuff. So think of Philip. Uh, if you if you if you think of anything, think of him. Um, <laughs> so for me, um, I I I uh, I put up a, a Japanese um, a group. It's an mm. acoustic group. They're called Special Others Acoustic, nice. and the song is called Wolf, and it's from their album Telepathy. And um, it's just beautiful. It's it has no singing as well. It's instrumental, and uh, yeah, it just takes you. 
me personally, it takes me back to Japan, which makes me very sad at the moment. But it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just it's just beautiful. It's light. Um, it shows you what you can do with only one instrument or maybe two. Nice, nice. There's so many great Japanese bands. There's a great scene right now in Japan. I'd say oh, yeah. since the '90s, and I, I, the '90s is usually the, the the decade I like the least in music in general. But in Japan, starting from the '90s, there's a great scene. Uh, there's so many great Japanese bands right now. Maybe we could do a, sh a whole episode on Japanese music. Uh, oh yeah, that's for next time maybe, though. Maybe maybe next time. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, here you in take three. Global spread of autocracy. Try nine. Daily shit storms on Twitter. Try nine. The latest gadgets and trends. Try nine. Everyday routine in the eye of inevitable death. Try nine. Try nine. Your source of freedom. Try nine. Nine is free to use, universally applicable, and comes with a sense of sophistication. Try nine. Nine your friends. Nine your parents, nine your partner, nine your boss. Give no fucks. Give a nine. Hello, hello. Hey. Before we get to the main point of uh, the main topic of the third take, I wanted to ask you a short question. A question that came up to me while we were discussing. And I think one of the most interesting things about our podcast is differences between our cultures, right? talking about our, our two nations. And uh, one thing I, it seems that is different in, German, in Germany from Quebec for sure is that for the longest time when I was in high school mostly, um, listening to Quebec music was the lamest thing ever. Like people, okay. like, like it, 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 and you were listening to almost exclusively German punk music. So I wanted to know, is, is how is it seen to listen to local music? music in germany as a teenager like for us it's a it's it's kind of like a, oh my god you listen to french music oh come on you know like what it was, it was kind of how it was in high school so how was it for you were you like in the norm or were you like uh like a marginal about it um in my group of friends uh listening to german punk rock as a fifth grader that means i was 10 years old listening to songs where they sing about you know blowing up uh, bank banks and uh uh you know and uh pissing on cops and all that kind of stuff <laughs> it the thing that there it was so the lyrics were so hardcore for some for a fifth grader that you didn't really have the thing where they said we're using to german music i think in germany it's not really a big deal because um you, yes you many people are listening to american music anyways yeah but we some some good german hip-hop um we do have some good german rock pop and all the other genres so i think i think it's not really an issue well good it's good for you because i think many people woke up at like 18 of my friends and people around me like well actually we're doing some good shit here too but it it was kind of some high school pressure or whatever but i was just curious to know your take on it so um, no no not really it's mainly it's, cool. it's about it's about uh what type of music like for in our uh, in my school it was like um if you're listening to heavy metal you're cooler than someone who's listening to hip-hop okay. um, which switched i think today it's it's uh, vice versa yeah but um yeah I, I i don't really think that no it's not about language all right well Thank you for answering. <laughs> no worries. Um, so we in the last take we wanted to talk about uh, the, mo the 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 part about music where you feel it the most, which are concerts. Mm. Um, yeah. So I want to uh, wanted to ask you about your best and your worst concerts. So which one do you want to answer first? Uh, I want to say first that I'm not the biggest concert goer. Maybe that will oh, surprise really? some people. Uh, I, I I went to a lot of I went to a lot of shows in my life. But um, I'm not the biggest fan of live music somehow because of usually the crowd annoys me because <laughs> they're not. I like small shows, basically um, yeah. small venues, because I feel people who are there are there because they love the band. Mm -hmm. These shows I really love for real. What I don't like is massive shows outside venues because I feel most people are just there for the happening. Yeah, it feels it provides like a very shitty um, uh, vibe for the show because uh, we have a big music festival in Quebec City and uh, I used to go every year all the time and yeah the crowd was just pretty sucky anyway I can start with my best and um, it's uh, it has to be Buckethead it really has to because uh, 
Wow. I've been listening to him since I'm like uh, 12 or 13. I don't know. And um, dreamt of seeing him all that time and finally managed to do it at 23 years old or something like that. Because mm-hmm. it was not boring anymore. I had to go to the US to see him. Um, and where did I remember you go? Where? In Burlington, Vermont. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not too far. It's like two hours south of uh, Montreal. Anyway, um, yeah. So we 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 arrived in the, during the day. We waited there all all day to be in the front. We dressed as him, and while we were waiting outside, we met a guy called Balbro One Two Three Four on YouTube. He's the best cover artist of Buckethead. He okay. makes the best covers, and. Um, we basically waited with with him all, all, all that time. We befriended him a lot. Very cool guy. He has also his wife was there. Amazing woman too. And listen to this. So the, I think it was the second time we went. I think he recognized us. And at mid-show, Buckethead just left the stage, which is very strange. And mm-hmm. um, P-Sticks. You know P-Sticks? P-Sticks? That's his uh, is roadie, and at ah, least okay. he came and uh, and he he went and he talked to uh, Oscar, the guy who makes the cover on YouTube, uh-huh. and Oscar just jumped the fence and came back with Buckethead oh, with God. The <laughs> guitar, and he wow. played he played Soothsayer live. Um, it was the first time in the history of Buckethead's career that he made somebody play uh, on stage with him, and I was there. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and um, Oscar got to talk to him, and then we went a third time, and he did the same thing again. But he he said that he talked, he spent a good thirty minutes with Buckethead backstage, discussing music and everything. And um, and Buckethead came, he recognized us because we're always in the same place, dressed the same way. And at the third time we saw him at the same venue, he after a song, he just came in front and shaked our hands, just the four of us. Wow, that's wow, that's pretty. Cool. <laughs> that's dude. I was I was almost I don't I don't know if I was crying, but I was almost there. He shaked her hand, just us, just the four of us in front, and nobody else. And I got to play on his guitar the three times because he, he brings the guitar in front, and you can press his kill switch. You know the kill switch? Nice. Yeah, yeah, of course. So the three times I was able to do it, and uh, I exchanged gifts with him. We would bring him like rubber chickens, and he would give us like <laughs> Batman masks in exchange. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, so nice. Um, yeah, and Oscar got to talk to him for a while and he said he was the most thoughtful and kind person he ever met in his life. Uh, he never removed his mask. But apparently the first thing that Buckethead said to Oscar was like, thank you for taking the, the time to learn my songs and covering them. It touches me a great deal. And Oscar was like, "Like, you're my hero. Like, Why are you saying thank you to me? I should be saying thank you to you. He's like, yeah. oh, no. Oh, and apparently, like has a, a soft voice. Like, no, 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 no. It's uh, like you're 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 the you're the great guy here and everything. And he told uh, of his friendship with Bootsy Collins, the the, the bassist, mm-hmm. and how he, he teached him about the music industry. And uh, yeah, just these three shows uh, were just fantastic because it was nice. my, my bucket list thing to see Buckethead live. Did it three times, and I'm waiting for him to go to Burlington again to see to see him again. Yeah, great. What about you? Um, my best concert, I, I want to split it in two because um, I would like to put one international one. But my number one is uh, by a German band called Die Ärzte, which is one of, it's a very, it's, it's been a long time uh, around there, like a punk rock, a rock band. Um, and they, they're very huge in Germany, especially on concerts. Like they're known to have uh, the best concerts because they're very interactive. They're very funny. And, uh, you know, they, they, they're just great. And there's his, the songs of the group is, um, they follow me around since I think since I, I was in fifth grade, like I, I'm, I'm never removed them from any device and I'm still listening to them. They still affect me a big deal. And, uh, I won, went to their concert in Frankfurt, um, in 2013. And the cool thing is they recorded the, um, a live uh, DVD in that, in, in that concert. And I ended up being in the on the DVD, nice. which was such a big deal. Like like I bought the the DVD afterwards, and there's like in one song there's like three or four seconds where I just stare right into the camera, and it's my my shitty face right in front of there. That's sick. It's so awesome. I loved it. And um, so that's the German band, and which they they come back uh, to to do concerts um in November again, and I I have tickets to, to see that, but and I hope. 
they don't postpone uh, or cancel the concerts due to the virus, but that's another topic. Um, and for international ones, I think I have to go with uh, Kanye West, who I saw in, in Miami in 2016. Um, you know, the, um, it's probably not your type of music, but um, it was just it was just hilarious to see the guy on stage and uh, and the way he he's interfe- intervening with with what's going on all the time. Like he's yelling at people constantly, like, "Hey, this guy didn't dance. Restart the music." And, and so they restart a song like 10 times because one guy isn't dancing the way he likes him to dance. And uh, he's, 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 the guy's really crazy. And you see that when you see him live, but it makes it just way more, way funnier because he's not just, not only playing his songs, but he's also giving you like uh, a look into his crazy mind. So I, I like that. Um, now, um, when it comes to worst concerts, do you have one in mind where you would say it was the shittiest one you've ever seen? Hello? I think we've lost Philip again. This has happened before. Can you hear me can now? You? No, I can hear you. Oh, okay. okay. I, can hear you. I, can I don't hear know you what happened, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I just said that though, I, I, I'm not a big fan of Kenny West. <laughs> but, um, yeah, my worst show. Um, listen, I've seen a lot of shows, and there's only one that I, I thought I would like if I could come back in time, I would not go. And as I said earlier in the podcast, um, I, 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 I had a phase when I was really into heavy metal, like Iron Maiden and that kind of stuff. So, so Iron Maiden came to Quebec City, and I was quite excited to see them, but it sucked. It was a terrible oh. show. Yeah, and it's funny because it changed my interest for the band afterward. Wow, it affected me so much that I, I, I mean, I was also, I'm just also sick of their sound. All the songs seem to sound the same, and I'm just way, I don't, I, I never listen to them anymore. But part of it is because that show blew too much. Um, listen, uh, it was during the festival, so there was a lot of people who didn't care who were there. I had not a good spot. It was raining, and mm. they were they were not playing their famous songs. And every every, I'm not joking. Like maybe five times during the show, they were like, "Oh, so we have a new album coming out in a month. So are you gonna guys go buy and get it? Uh, yeah, can, can, and that, if you do it once, that's fine. But they were so overboard with it. They were like, "Okay, what are you gonna do on the 11th? You're gonna." And people were like, "Buy it. Okay, cool. Can I hear you again? Are you gonna buy our album? Buy uh, it." I was like, "Wow, that's like." <laughs> And it's not there's not a small time band that needs their a yeah. few that a few selling albums to survive. These please tell me when your album is coming up so I can I can buy it and support you. But Iron Maiden, like just doing that show, they probably made a hundred k each. Like give me a fucking break. And just yeah. just just sh- making us shout we're gonna buy the album was so lame to me. And they were That's not yeah, and they were not playing their famous songs, and they were playing songs that sounded so similar with like a little acoustic intro. And then a triplets and then acoustic outro. And they played like five songs with that same structure in a row. And it was just, are God. people fucking stupid? Or do they realize <laughs> that they're put, their, their songs is like a gimmick like this? Like, this is bullshit. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm really not mm-hmm. into the band anymore. And that, that was a four show for sure. What about you? Um, for me, it was um, it was a, a Justin Bieber uh, oh, concert. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Munich with uh, with one of my best friends and uh, with my sister and two of her good friends, and uh, uh, it was so bad. Like, first of all, um, the concert started I think an hour and a half late. Wow! Then he played like I think I, I don't even remember if he even played an hour. It was That's so lame. Bad. And the whole thing was playback. The whole thing was totally scripted from the first appearance to the last he was um he was he didn't do anything to show to show us that he knew where he was like he was in munich and i i don't expect people to you know to to speak to learn german to play there or anything but come on you could just you know just say hey munich or say tell us a story anything to give us a feeling that you're a human being and not a fucking robot yeah and he did nothing you could you could it wouldn't have it wouldn't have surprised me if he were if he would have been like Nihal Munich or something like that at the beginning. <laughs> he, it seemed like he didn't know and 
and you had these stupid girls. It was full of girls. Well, obviously it was full of girls. And yeah. they were yelling and screaming in high pitched uh, pitched noises. And it was and you it felt like they didn't really scream for him, they just screamed for the hell of it. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> just, and and there were two girls like uh, in front of us who were screaming, and my friend and I, we like uh, gave him like uh, slaps on the back and said like to shut the told him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and it's just we were concerned. And they were like, yeah, we get that, but don't you want to hear him fucking sing? And they were like, oh, we're screaming now, and we just kept bothering them until they stopped. I think we we threw some ice cubes at them or something like that. It was so bad. and. And then it was over, and my 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 sister's stupid uh, friends were were like treating her really badly, and they had a fight, and and just that just fit in the whole situation. So wow. um, I really have to say, like, I liked the guy uh, until that point, um, but and and I really I always thought the guy is not a machine, but I but after that I kind of felt like, well, I think he kind of is a machine, and he's yeah. kind of really this. This thing in, in the system and, uh, and all this uh, believer and uh, I'm like one I'm like you guys I think it's kind of bullshit and and it's really just printing money and no wonder the guy has psychological issues I you could really feel that in, in that in that moment and I, I just can't re- I can't recommend to anyone to see his concert other than if if it's something you you can show off with with your stupid girlfriends um no, that's sad man. It's sad, but you know, it's that's what you get when you go to a concert like that. Um, <laughs> now, um, do you have any concerts planned in the future, or are there any bands you really, really want to see and stuff like that? Uh, there's a so you, how you divided yours into like local band, international band. There's a local band I saw that I loved so much. I saw them twice, and the song I'm going to recommend is from them. Uh, okay. I brought my I brought my Korean friend uh, to see them in a remote city, like. I don't know, like he, he drove from Toronto to go see that. It was like 13 hour drive or something. Wow. It was insane. It was insanity. But I was supposed to see them in February, January mm-hmm. and they canceled the show. And now they were supposed to play in two weeks. And as you probably can tell, it is canceled again for November yeah. now. So they are the ones I really want to see. And I know it might sound lame, but it's, it's honest. My bassist friend who make jazz, I saw him live uh, once with his current band. And it was, dude, it was astonishing. It was so good. There, his band is just marvelous at playing, and I really want to see him live again. But uh, can yeah. you imagine in what kind of situation he is now? Uh, all these oh. shows are canceled. Um, that's his source of revenue, of course. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's no good. But I, I guess uh, I would like to see Buckethead again. Uh, if I could see him every day of, for the rest of my life, I would. Uh, <laughs> But um, yeah, uh, there's no band I, I dream of seeing so much because, um, except Genesis, because Genesis is my favorite band of all time. And oh, wow. With Peter Gabriel. Uh, when he leaves, I don't care about the band anymore. But Peter Gabriel said he would never play with Genesis again. And Phil Collins cannot play drums anymore. And mm. so it's pretty much impossible. So yeah, that's my impossible dream. What about you? Oh. Um, I actually have a tick, have tickets for the band I am dying to see, which is Rammstein. Yes, uh, one of my favorite bands. I absolutely love them. It's, um, the band makes me proud to be a German, even though I'm not proud of being a German. Um, I, I really, really want to see them live, and I do have tickets, uh, which are uh, at the end of May this year. Um, yeah. So you, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe it's gonna happen. Maybe they have to postpone it. I hope they don't cancel it because it's it was a nightmare to get these tickets. I'm going there with my um, sister's boyfriend. I just hope I get to see them. I really need to see Rammstein. I, I love them and I and I everything I heard of their live shows is just crazy and you gotta see it. So that's one. And the other one is um, to see the Ärzte again, to whom also I have tickets uh, um, at the end of the year. So I'm a little more positive that I'm gonna see yeah, them. Yeah, should be okay. Should be okay. I hope so. Um, but yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, I need to see Rammstein. <laughs> I, they played in the Quebec Music Music Festival uh, years ago. And yeah, I was not there, but uh, people told me it was insane. Yeah. 
They have a North America tour plan, I think, for the end of the year. So, are yeah. they coming to, to Canada? Do you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we uh, yeah we discussed it actually. They're coming to Montreal even. Oh. Like, they're going to, to they're coming in Quebec. But uh, it was like I, I looked to get tickets just for the sake of it. Uh, the date came out, and they said there was only ten percent left of tickets after like fifteen minutes. So <laughs> they're popular here too. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, they're amazing. I uh, yeah. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys everything about it if I get to see that. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Hopefully. Um, all right. I think we're at the end of our music episode. Yep. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, sh should I go with my with my final song and uh, leave you the last words? Yep. Yep. All right. So my last song to put on the list is by a German band. It's by um, the singer, lead singer of the Erste. The band is called Farin Urlaub Racing Team. And the song is called Immer Noch in, in the live version from his live album of Death. The song is, uh, uh, it has a different um, cassette. It's... Um, It speaks about love and, and being heartbroken, but it also speaks about society and um, and about uh, things that he's um, that we're still like people are still waiting for things to change and not giving up hope, even though it seems to, uh, it seems useless. It's depressing and it's beautiful, and especially the live version, I, I love a lot. I listened to the song ever since it came out. Um, Yeah, you you won't you you won't be able to um, understand it, but just think about all the bad things in the world and all the good things in the world, and maybe it paints your picture in the in in your head as um, as it did with uh, Philip when he heard the songs with his dad when he was young. So, thanks for listening. Um, send us a message, and Philip, I'm giving you the last words. Yeah, well, my my uh, my song recommendation is also it's funny we connected on this. Uh, it's a Quebec song too. It's from the band I I want to see, but they keep canceling. They're called Horloge Simard, uh, and um, the song is called Pendaison de Cremaillère. And I think you would love the song. You could understand the lyrics. It's a story where a guy, uh, it's a housewarming party. He moves to a new apartment and he tells how his girlfriend cheats on him in the, in the basement while his uncle is, is raping his little cousin in the, in the garage. And, and at the end he's, he's high on mushrooms and he throws a propane um, a bottle in the fire and his family burns alive and he ends up in jail. <laughs> that's the fun stuff <laughs> yeah it's it's a great song uh is going to be in the in the um, playlist so for the final words like like i just said we have a playlist on spotify called putin bradvers there's going to be these six songs on there please listen to them and tell us how you feel about them by joining us either through the anchor app you can send us a voice message there positive negative anything you want we just want to connect with you so please send us a voice message or if you rather be on the silent side you can send us an email at putinbradvurst at gmail.com in one word putinbradvurst at gmail.com comments uh, if you have a question for us uh, we would love to have a Q&A part at the end of our episode so please send us your questions if you have topics we would like us to tackle Uh, it will be a pleasure for us to, to do so. So don't be shy. Reach us to us. And as always, it was a pleasure to talk to you, my good friend. And uh, I wish you all a wonderful day. Au revoir.